Neil Before Blog presents Neil Before Pod. Hello, and welcome to Neil Before Pod interviews. I'm your host, Craig, and I recently had the pleasure of talking to Sam Liu, one of the directors of the latest DC animated movie, Batman The Doom That Came to Gotham. The conversation covers picking what to adapt from the source material, building the world, and Lovecraftian horror. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hi, Sam. How are you doing? Good, good. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. So this project, easy question, how did you get involved? How did you get your stamp on it? I was working with Bruce Kim, and we were finishing up, I believe, Soul of the Dragon. And we were, at the time, just thinking about looking at projects and stuff like that. And I was playing this video game called Bloodborne. It's sort of a Victorian cosmic horror adventure fighting game. And I just loved the visual in it. And I was just like, man, I would love to be able to do a movie that's similar to this. And so I remember talking to Bruce and saying, I would love to do something that's kind of gothic horror-ish had that ever been done you know and he was like have you read that and the doom they came to gothic so i talked to jim krieg about it and i remember when he was just like oh yeah this is book and stuff like that and we kind of threw it into the mix when they were just kind of like hey what do you guys want to do potentially never thinking that he would actually go because again it's so niche and it's so weird that i didn't think that they would kind of do it but i was just like i'd love to do this but they picked it and so <laughs> that's just kind of how it went that's kind of the beauty of these animated projects, isn't it? Just picking up the stories that may never make it to the $100 million blockbuster arena, but getting the chance to put them in a new medium. Yeah, I think so. I love Elseworld stories just because I've woke up so many Batman stories that I'm just kind of like, oh, it's the same guy and he's doing this thing. And it's just kind of like, okay, is the story interesting, whatever. But I think when you do Elseworld stuff, you can kind of play the thing. I don't know, it just kind of refuels my gas tank a little bit. So I'm always... A little bit happier, I suppose, to do these types of stories. Hopefully fans will like it. Because again, it's a departure for sure. I think that's always the thing that we're, I don't know if scared is the right word, but tentative about. Because people love a character or a thing or music because of a very specific time or story. And when you mess with it a little bit too much, whatever, fandoms can be very loud and adamant about what they feel that character, song, whatever is about. And the creator, it's just fun to play with. Yeah, and these animated films, they don't necessarily have to grab everybody in the same way that the live-action blockbusters do because it is shooting for that more niche audience. So you do get to play with things like that. So it's sort of aimed at people that might have read yeah, the yeah. comic and thought, oh, I'd quite like to see that in moving picture form. That'd be interesting. Yeah, unfortunately, there's obviously the return on investment type of thing. <laughs> that is always a big part of the equation. But yeah, I think we're very fortunate that we're able to play with ideas and things like that yeah and you're no stranger at directing batman how do you keep all these different versions straight in your head when you've dipped into so many of them i think even when you do elseworld things where characters are sometimes vastly different it was almost like superman red sun even though politically and ideologically he grew up in a different place he's still the same guy and how do you apply those characteristics those morals or those psychological characteristics in a different scenario does that kind of make sense? Yeah, makes perfect sense. It still has to be Batman, right? It can't be too much of a departure, otherwise it might as well not be Batman. Right, right, exactly. Do you have a particular favourite Batman version that you've either directed or maybe that you haven't? That's a tough one. <laughs> I like Batman, and I think a lot of people probably feel the same way because there's obviously like a psychological damage to him, and he's somebody that has a purpose and a compass that's very strong. And so, I don't know, it's just kind of interesting that way. But uh, again, it's just, I love doing these elseworld kind of things because you put him in a different situation and he can hopefully use that compass but in a different scenario i think and the character this one is just conceptually this story really does it for me he is prepared and he's done everything in a different scenario and now this new thing comes in and he's a man of science he's a man of logic 
And then now he has to do with magic and he's trying to figure out how does this make sense and how do I am able to affect it? And he can't. And he has to basically succumb to it almost and give up his humanity for it. And he becomes, I'm sure this isn't a spoilery thing, but he becomes basically the universal monster thing. He's like the creature in the bell tower. And just conceptually, these things are really powerful to me. It's the meaningful death kind of a thing. It's the ultimate sacrifice. These basic things just really speak to me. And I noticed when I was watching it that some of the imagery in the graphic novels is recreated almost exactly. How much did you pour over the miniseries in order to pick your iconic moments to bring on to the screen? I should have done it from the very beginning. But I think as we were building it, we realized, and I obviously had the sense in the beginning that maybe it was, but it's very, very dense. And I feel like half of the story are flashbacks. And we had to cut down some of the flashbacks or skim over some of them just because it was bogging down the pace. We tried to be as faithful as possible with the graphic novel. There was just a couple of things that I felt like were too big of a jump. And there were certain things that I kind of felt like maybe Batman wasn't being proactive. And so we tried to make sure one of the tenements, is it the right word, <laughs> that we had was just that we have to keep Batman thinking and doing something and being proactive and not waiting. And so... Outside of those types of things, we try to be as faithful as possible with it. But obviously there's certain things, because this movie is, I think, one of the longest movies that we've had, and it was even longer. It was almost 100 minutes, not including title, and we had to cut it down. And that's one of the things I kind of lament. We did try to take the rap novel and honor it as faithfully as we possibly could. I mean, given the changes, obviously, and still it was way too much. I don't think anybody would want to see it, but I think it should have been at least a two-parter or maybe it would have worked a little bit better as a series. The unfortunate thing is because of so much information, we had to basically cram it together. And this is one of the things I wanted to play with, but again, we don't have the resources or the time for it, was to play with sound and let things be drawn out and let the sound design. But again, it was so long already as it is, we just had to just keep it going. But we looked at the comic a lot. We tried to draw things from the comic. Yeah, we tried to be pretty faithful to it. It must be difficult to bring something that's in one medium and translate it to another. You see so many adaptations that just fail to do that because they don't seem to understand what the core is or what the story that needs to be told is. And then you get a kind of muddled adaptation mess, really. But certainly in this case, I felt like the meat of the story was preserved, but it was still workable as a moving picture animation type thing. Oh, awesome. We tried our best keep the guiding light, the point, and to keep pushing through. I know that this would definitely be very, very different, and it's not for everybody. I think even horror as a genre is not for everybody, especially like cosmic horror, like the H.P. Lovecraft-inspired stories. I think they're really weird to a lot of people. So we had to honor that, even the whole thing of the Lovecraftian kind of thing. Thank God there was somebody on our crew that was a huge, huge Lovecraft fan, and we asked him a lot of things about it. The whole Cthulhu or the Elder Gods kind of thing, it's not even like Satan or something like that. There's no personal agenda. There is beings that are misunderstood, and if you see them, you go insane because your brain can't understand them. But also, it's just like we're ants. They don't care about us. It's very nihilistic in that sense. That's a hard thing, I think, to, for people to sort of attach themselves to because there is no deal to be made or benevolence or, or those types of things. You're just basically crushed by these, <laughs> by these beings. Kind of like fighting nature in a way. Yeah, but I think as humans, we want to put a reason behind it. I think even historically, there's a reason why it rains. If you feel the gods, they'll make it less rainy or be more bountiful or whatever, but it's just nature. Yeah. What sequences or moments were you most impressed to see come into the moving picture format? Which ones most impressed you? There was a few, and the film was fun. It's the, we call it the limbo world, but basically the space inside Harvey, I guess, or gate to that altar area. We were trying to figure out interesting things too. There was a certain point where 
we had thought about the altar area. It, it was almost like a heart. The cave was actually the, almost, it looks like a wood cage. It was just really fun to explore ideas. I thought that was pretty fun and pretty interesting. And designing Gotham too was kind of fun. The way the city is painted and things like that. Yeah, the almost pulpy 1920s style Gotham. Yeah, again, I wish we had a little more time and the resources. This one was difficult. We had so many artists on it that it could only do a couple of things. So it was difficult to build a momentum with a core group of artists that you could sort of figure out a language and then build off of that. But we weren't able to find people to work consistently. So it was just a lot of one and done. Anyway, I sound like I'm complaining now, so I'm going to stop. <laughs> no, it's fair. It's good to get insight into how these things all come together. What other Elseworld stories would you like to be involved in? Would you like to see come to life? I have to read this. I love working with Jim Tabatis. And I know he did a comic called Speeding Bullets. And I have yet to read it. But that has been on my mind anyway. That would be great to do one of Jim's books. And I'm sure there's plenty of Elseworld stories with the Trinity in them. You've had the pleasure of directing films with all three of them, solo films. Yeah, it's been fun. That's one of the things that I had loved working at Warner Brothers. You get to play with these iconic heroes. Yeah, they certainly have plenty of stuff in their arsenal that they can throw at you. Must be great just get to pick and choose in some of these films. Oh, we'll animate this guy and this will be fun. Yeah. So what's next for you as a project? If you can talk about it, of course, I wouldn't force you to reveal anything that you're not allowed to i'm unemployed at the moment <laughs> just because of all the turmoil that's happening here so i actually don't have another project right at this point well hopefully you'll get snapped up for another one pretty soon possibly another dcl's world thing i would definitely love to see that and i think you did a great job with this film so i hope it goes down well with everybody that watches it i'm sure it will everybody that's into that sort of stuff will probably lap this up because it's very well done thank you very much for your time it's been amazing talking to you about this film and i really enjoyed it oh awesome that was my interview with Sam Liu. I wish him all the very best for all future projects. If you like what you heard, then please do hit subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcasts. We'd love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and a review. If you want to discuss this interview, Batman or DC in general, or anything else, then you can contact us on Twitter or Facebook under Neil Before Blog, or leave a comment on neilbeforeblog.co.uk. For more interviews, a monthly news podcast, and deep dive analytical discussions about your favourite nerdy things, join us on Neil Before Pod.